with our wellness, like we just need to sometimes stop and say, where am I right now? Right. Mm -hmm. And then where do I want to be? Okay. So you can see what's that destination. You know, if you want to get from New York to Los Angeles, okay. I got to know where I'm at right now. I got to know where I want to be. And then now I need to route out a path to get from here to there. As a young mother, I experienced a paradigm shift that transformed how I saw education and ultimately the world around me. I started this podcast, The Luminous Mind, to connect with and learn from people who are disrupting the status quo in how they learn, educate, and live in the world around them. Prepare for a paradigm shift. Light a candle, light your world. Benjamin Franklin said, instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle. You're listening to The Luminous Mind with your host, Rebecca Bowman. Today's Firestarter is Liza Figgins. Do you ever know what you should do to take care of your health but find you just aren't doing it? As women, we often put everyone and anything else first and ourselves on the back burner and then one day wake up and wonder why we look and feel the way we do. There's a gap between knowing and doing that's filled with excuses, but it's a matter of priority. Liza Figgins is a women's health wellness consultant. She helps busy women prioritize their wellness with a simple plan so that they can show up as their best each day. She brings over 20 years of experience educating others to help women turn knowing into doing. She believes that when women put their health and wellness in the proper place, they can better live out what they have been called to do. Well, welcome, Lissa. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you join us. This women's wellness, losing weight, boosting energy, those are all things that I'm struggling with right now in my own life. And so I hope that this podcast is helpful for all our listeners. But before we get into any of the work that you do in those areas, do you want to tell us maybe just a little bit more about yourself? Sure. I would love to. Yes. And I want to let you know you are not alone. I think many (laughs) of us are in that place, especially as we age. So I am a suburban girl that has now moved to the country and I'm adjusting to life with uh, lots of furry and feathery um, creatures running around, which has been really, really fun. I've been married to my husband for 25 years, um, wow. which is so amazing to think about, right? So we've got yeah. three kids, one left at home, two already out of the nest. So life is looking different, right? Um, yes. And afford some more time for maybe taking care of myself and doing some things that I love. So I love reading. I'm a big reader. I love listening to podcasts like this. If, if I can have my you know, my, my earbuds in and nobody's around, I'm listening to someone or something. It's, I love running. Yeah. Just all things healthy. Cause I feel like whenever we're continually putting, you know, those things in our mind as well as in our body, then that's going to come out. Just love those things. And then really in the past seven years, kind of started taking my own passion for wellness and for connecting with women and turn that into a way that I could serve them with that. Because I found there were a lot of women around me like me that were looking for, you know, a healthier way to, to be. Uh, So now as a women's wellness consultant, you know, my mission is to help busy women because we all are busy, whether it's kids, a job, a business, you know, schooling, homeschooling, you know, just life to actually help us prioritize our wellness with a simple plan. (laughs) So we can finally turn that knowing into doing, and then we can look, feel, and give our best to the people and things that God's put in our life. I love this. And this is probably a very timely 
podcast to talk about these things because I was just reading an article today that talked about the overwhelm of parents just with COVID. You know, we're now working at home. We have many kids at home as well. And we're trying to juggle more than any other group of women ever, uh, probably in, right. in the recent history, at least. So give me the background. Like, were you always a wellness coach? And now you've, you know, as you aged, you moved into working with losing weight and boosting energy and that kind of thing. Or is this kind of a new thought process for you? Well, I like to say we are all our own coach, right? We all have this coach in our head, whether she's telling us the good things or the not so good things that's coaching us. So for me, what really happened, it was the year I turned 40. I woke (laughs) up one day and I swear the wrinkles were deeper around my eyes. There was a little more bulge around the belt. And I just, you know, you have those milestone moments, those milestone times in your life. And you say, how did I get here? Um, Where am I going? Uh, In my thirties, I, life had been busy, you know, raising three kids. We homeschooled for a portion of that husband traveled a lot. So I had all those, you know, balls in the air that I was trying to keep going. I had also had a cancer scare. And so that really kind of woke me up to, am I really as healthy as I think I am and what things might need to change? My son was having some issues. So that's really where a lot of things started changing with what we were eating, you know, and thinking in a new way about that, you know, and just what I was putting in my body. And then that led to what I'm putting on my body because I found, ran across the idea that that mattered. Um, And so, you know, I went down a lot of rabbit trails, to be honest. I kind of came to this place that I was overwhelmed, frustrated, exhausted. I was looking for something simple and sustainable and everything that I was trying was not that. And I was just thought, wow. I want to be intentional going into my 40s. I watched a lot of people go into their 40s and come out on the other end of 40s not looking the same as they did, right? We usually yeah. know which direction time and gravity are going to take us if we let them take over. So I just decided I want to have some intention. And I started sharing that with other people. And I started being asked to teach workshops and work with women one-on-one. And I thought, huh, I guess there are other women out there like me that want this too. Like, I wonder how I could, you know, connect this all together. So that was about seven and a half years ago. And I can honestly say my forties have been my best decade yet. That's awesome. Because I feel my best. I look my best. And also like, I know who I am, you know, and I feel like that confidence is there because I found something that I'm building myself and then giving that to other people. That's awesome. I think that's where we all want to be, right? Where our 40s are best decade. I'd actually read a book or had listened to a podcast maybe about an author who actually said the 40s is actually the hardest decade because, you know, in our 30s, we're more compliable with Mm. everything that's going on. And then we realize in our 40s, like, well, this isn't really me. This isn't who I want to be. And so we go through like this growing process in our 40s and then maybe by your 50s. And I'm like, well, that's not very hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be able to thrive in every decade of our lives. So what did you find like as you were doing all of your research or your education into health for your own family and for yourself? What was the struggle there? I mean, you always see these young trainers at the gym that's just like, yeah, you just move more and eat less. <laughs> and sure. and you, you realize like in your 40s, like, because I, I was always really active, but I'm like, um, where does this extra like back fat come from? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I was always at the gym working now and lifting weights and doing that kind of thing. But I just noticed like my body structure was changing and that's really 
really frustrating for one and for another. Like I, I just realized I can't do the same type of things that I did at my younger ages that I'm finding work better, maybe as an older person. Like yes. What, our our bodies mean? change, you know, yeah. like whether you've had babies, you know, or multiple babies or whether it's just the aging process, they don't metabolize things the same way they did. They don't move as much the same way they did. They just, you know, the digestive enzymes are mm-hmm. actually decreasing over time. So it really does take, I think just that intention. And what I found was it's really not about knowing more, right? We all know we should eat healthy. We all know we should drink water. We all know we should move more. We should sleep, you know, enough. We should reduce stress. Like we know these things. What I find is that life gets in the way oftentimes and creates this gap, you know, so there's this gap between knowing and doing, and that's filled with a whole bunch of excuses and wrong thinking. You know, the most common excuses that I've said and that I hear a lot of my clients and women that I connect with say, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the motivation, (laughs) energy, right? Like, because of course those things are never just going to be left over at the end of the day. So I really think it comes down to saying, you know what, this is a priority. I think oftentimes, especially when we have young kids at home, they have such physical needs, right? And so we feel like I have to do this for them, you know, but really if we're putting ourselves in the back burner and we're not able to be that fully present woman, person, spouse, you know, mom, whatever um, it is that we're doing. So I think it really comes down to a decision of this is a priority and I'm going to make this a priority and then having a new way of thinking, you know, instead of being overwhelmed of, oh my gosh, I have to go to the gym five times a week. Just what can I do today? What can I do in the next hour? What what can I do right now? I've got five minutes. How can I spend this five minutes to add some health? Like what's the next body loving choice that I can make? Um, And not think it has to be this huge, you know, now it's going to take over my life and be all my focus because reality is it's not. And and most of us, especially at this stage of life, we've got a lot of things that we love and a lot of people that we love. And so we can't go spend hours at the gym every day. Like that's just not reality. Yeah. Well, and I love the atomic habits idea of like, pick the easiest path, basically, mm. that, that you can stick with, you know, that's consistent. Mm-hmm. And he talked about maybe just going to the gym for five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. that's all you're going to be there. And then, then what he found is that the more he just made the habit to be there, you know, the more healthy he worked at, at doing that. And I love that it's possible to have good health anywhere. We don't necessarily have to go to a gym. We've all learned that through Seen COVID. Recently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so we've all learned that through COVID that we can hopefully try to find some health and wellness in our own situation. What do you feel like has helped people maybe stay within that gap of knowing and doing and putting ourselves as a priority? To kind of go off on this maybe a little bit, I don't think we were modeled this very well. I remember a lot of mothers when I was growing up, they were martyr mothers. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like they they did put everybody else first and then anybody who put themselves first was always called selfish yes. you know, type of thing. So like, how can we change that where our thinking, our paradigm, you know, from that knowing to that doing, mm-hmm. and then knowing that it's a priority and it's healthy to do so and not being selfish. Right. Well, I, I like to think of it this way. If you've, if you've flown on an airplane, which maybe we haven't recently, but we all probably have at some point, before that flight takes off, the flight attendant is giving all kinds of instructions. One of them is what to do in the case of cabin pressure decreasing, right? These little oxygen masks are going to drop down from the compartment above. And what do they tell you to do? They tell you to put your oxygen mask on first and then help the person next to you. And it's interesting when you think about it, why do they say that? Because of course I want to help my kid first. Well, an oxygen deprived person is no use to anyone around them, 
right? And so I think the same thing happens when it comes to our, our health and wellness. You know, when we're an unhealthy mom, when we're an unhealthy woman, when we're frazzled, we're stressed out, we're, you know, we don't have the energy, we're always, you know, struggling with our weight, you know, all those different things we talked about, we're not really much good to anyone around us, including ourselves. So it's that mindset shift, like you said, that it's not a selfish thing. I mean, it could obviously be taken to an extent that it could bleed over into that. You know, we're not talking about that, but, you know, doing things to make sure that you are at your best so that you can give your best to those people, you know, is really important. And, and I think too, like hoping that that time is going to show up during your day and then it's not going to. So I really think it takes at least in some way, having some intention first thing in the morning to at least, you know, you can control how your day starts, right? We can't always control how our day ends and what happens in between. (laughs) That's what I found. Like if I don't put myself first, even if I have time in the middle of the day, I'll find some other way to to something fill else it. fills that gap. It's the law of the vacuum, yeah. right? Time yeah. fills itself with something or someone. and Or, or I'm just tired, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Um, sometimes I think the older I get, that's maybe what I struggle with the most. Do you feel like maybe there are other challenges other than, you know, those making ourselves a priority and filling our time? Do you feel like there's other challenges or being too tired, other challenges yes. that you've seen that are common, you know, for a lot of different mm-hmm. people? Well, I know one that I struggled with is like, I either went the pendulum from not having a plan at all, right? And so Mm -hmm. it was kind of more based on how I felt, which we all know emotions come and go and we should not depend on them to having too strict of a plan. And that's not any better either, you know, because then I'm so rigid and I'm so like, if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, then I'm feeling guilty and bad. And, you know, and so it's just finding where is that place in the middle that's going to make me feel good. So I think that's, I know something that I struggled with. I think another challenge and mistake that I see a lot of women making, and I've done the same thing too, is the diet mentality, which mm-hmm. is when am I done, right? Like, okay, I'm going to do this for the next 30 days, you know? Um, okay, I'm going to do this until I lose 20 pounds. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's not wrong or bad to have goals like that, but really, I think we need to shift to say, I'm in this for life. Like, say your goal is to lose 20 pounds. Like, so even after I hit that 20 pounds, what am I going to do? Like go back to how I was before? Guess what's going to happen? I'm yeah. going to gain that 20 pounds back and probably then some, right? Yeah. So it's not that life, it maybe always is going to be at that intensity or whatever you did to do that. But it's, this is a lifestyle thing. I'm doing this to get me healthy so that I can be the best physically and mentally to do the things that, you know, that God's put in front of me. And so I think, you know, that diet mentality is, you know, this is a lifestyle. This is, this is something that is not going away, you know, <laughs> as long as we are living. So it's, it's really changing that perspective. Yeah. Well, and I think when we have a diet mentality, it creates a scarcity mindset. And then that's all we think about. Like if, oh, sure. if you're restricting yourself of chocolate cake, you find yourself <laughs> thinking of chocolate right? cake all and the time. And then you want it even and more. creating yeah. it even more. Yes. And it's a really big problem for sure. What do you think, you know, when we talk about this paradigm shift of making sure that this is now a lifestyle change, you know, how do you feel like we can make that happen for ourselves with better education and, and health and happiness? Like, what would your suggestion be? Or how has your paradigm changed? Like, yeah, over time? Yeah. How did you make it happen for yourself? 
Well, I, I think it took getting away from all the more strict things that I was trying. Because when I said I went down a lot of rabbit trails, my family would be like, so what are you doing this week? What are you <laughs> eating now? What are you not eating now? What are you, you know? And so it was just exhausting. And so I think just making it simple and paying attention, you know, to your body and to how you feel and remembering it's not about perfection. It's about progression, right? And so we're yeah. going to have the times when we fall off the wagon or, you know, we have the birthday party and we go overboard or, you know, the holiday or the family gathering or whatever, like, you know, those things happen and, you know, we may just kind of let things slide for a little while. And so it's, I think it's really just setting that intention of that priority and then having that simple plan. And one thing that I love to do is to journal and just say, what can I do today? You know, because I know, and this is part of, it's my personality, but I'm a planner, but I do find that when I have a, at least a plan ahead of time that then I'm not, again, just fall into those emotions. Right. My, yeah. I remember my friend would make, <laughs> she would laugh because she's like, I can go to your house and I can find a little note card on your kitchen counter. And I can know what you're going to have for dinner every night this week, because your mom writes it out too. Right. <laughs> and so you know, I just kept doing that, you know, myself as well of just having a plan. And it's not that the plan never changes, right? I mean, sometimes things happen and come up or, you know, whatever, and that's okay. But yeah. just kind of saying, what can I do today? What, what is this going to look like today? And having that healthy plan. And one of the things that I've come across that I love to make it simple is an idea by Kelly Levesque, who's the author of Body Love. It's called the Fab Four. And it's really simple. Every meal should have the Fab Four, protein, fiber, healthy fat, greens and veggies. Boom. I'm not overthinking. I'm not mixing, chopping, baking. I'm not spending a ton of time in the kitchen anymore. I just make sure my plate has those in the right portions, or I put those things in my morning shake or in my salad or whatever. And it's quick, it's easy, and it's not consuming, you know, all of my yeah. thoughts and time. Now to take a break. Are you new to homeschooling? Maybe you're a veteran homeschooler and just need some continued encouragement. I'm so happy to announce that the Idaho Freedom Action is sponsoring me in offering a free webinar. For a couple of years, I've been teaching coaching classes for an online school, and this year, in an effort to reach a larger demographic, I'm opening these courses up to everyone. These courses help give us a broader vision and better family relationships as we work through creating self-directed, love-of-learning families. We are holding these classes every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time through the school year. To find out more about these courses, go to theluminousmind.net and sign up on our email list. You can also join us on Instagram or the Luminous Mind Facebook page to find out more information. Or just simply check out the link in the show notes for this episode. Recordings for these courses will also be available on the Luminous Mind Patreon page. Join us for empowered learning for families. Now back to the episode. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, when we can keep it simple. And I think scheduling in some room for margin, actually, I've been more successful yes. doing that than I have like staying strict on a diet. Like you're yes. like, okay, on Friday night, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have dinner with my husband and I'm not going to care if I eat pasta that night or whatever. Or giving yourself it's okay if you have a piece of chocolate cake for your son's birthday or something like that. Like, exactly. you know, it's all about um, being uh, celebrating with them. If you're having somebody over for dinner, sometimes I used to just eat my food and then everybody else I'd feed them something else you know, type mm -hmm. of thing. And that takes away the opportunity to celebrate with other people, I guess, right, basically. Right. But I like to call it a planned indulgence, mm -hmm. you know? And so like you said, then you can look forward to, you know, Friday nights is pizza night. So I'm having pizza yeah. with my family 
family or, you know, that I'm going out to dinner, I'm going to have dessert because I love their chocolate cake or, you know, like, and so it's, it's, it gives you those little times when you know that that's coming, but it's planned, right? Because what happens when we are craving it, you know, it's some other unplanned time. Usually we end up eating more than we should. Yeah. um, And just because we're going off those emotions again. So yes, planned indulgences are key, you know, because we have to enjoy those things. Well, and then you're more likely to stay true because you know that's coming, you know, that there's going to be a time when you can just let your hair down. And so you don't sit and think about the chocolate cake because you know that that's coming. I like to tell people when you do have that, think about how it makes you feel and then decide, is this worth it? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, some things are worth it. Some things are not, you know, like some things you might be like, I used to really love this. And now uh, I don't really like it as much anymore, or it doesn't make me feel great at all for the (laughs) next day. So it's not worth it. But some things you're like, yeah, that is worth it. That piece of cheesecake is totally worth it. Then great. You know? (laughs) So just paying attention to to those things as well, because I think that changes uh, over time. Right. Yeah. And that goes great with that journaling, keeping that mm-hmm. record of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just even telling my husband this last weekend that I don't enjoy like not sleeping well on Friday night because, you know, mm-hmm. we've gone out and we've had some indulgence or whatever. Right. And then my stomach just hurts all the time. Sure. And I'm like, sure. okay, this doesn't work for it. Do you feel like there are ways that a women can make themselves a priority, you know, put themselves as the top priority? And we've already talked about, and we were super busy. We have a zillion things we're doing, especially in this age of COVID when so much more responsibility is put back on our shoulders. Do you have tips for, I mean, we already talked about maybe doing it first thing in the morning, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what are some other tips you may have? Yes. You know, again, that first one is always going to be decide that this is important, right? And then, you know, when you look in the mirror every morning, you know, like I'm doing this for me, Um, this is important. And it's not just, you know, a vanity thing. It's a, I want to have longevity, you know, Lord willing, I would love to have grandkids and hopefully great grandkids. My grandma just passed away at 102. And I think about the amount of time that she had and the generations that she got to touch, right? And so I want to have that longevity to be able to enjoy them. So deciding to prioritize our wellness is that first thing, like this is important. I'm going to do this. I think the second thing then is to really get specific about what does that look like? Because I think we can tend to go, oh, I want to eat healthy. Oh, I want to, you know, work out more or whatever. Like, okay, what does that look like? What does that mean? Like, you know, really getting specific to what that would look like, you know, and then using that journaling and saying, okay, if this is my specific goal, what are three things I can do today that are going to work towards that? Mm-hmm. And having that intention before we get there. And then I think the third one would be, um, having some piece of accountability. Yeah. So a journaling is great because I was telling someone yesterday, like, don't you find that when you are journaling your food, you eat a little different because you know you have to write it down, right? Yeah. So it's almost kind of like a, you know, check in with yourself, like, darn it, do I really want to write this down that I ate this? No, I really don't want to. It's not worth it to me, right? So it could be, yeah. you know, just accountability with yourself. It could be accountability. Now it's not, I don't always recommend like using a spouse, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, it could possibly be someone in your own home. Maybe it's a friend, you know, who also wants to be intentional about this, but, you know, finding somebody who, you know, could be somebody who's a coach or, you know, um, somebody who's working, you know, specifically doing that to just have that outside perspective and, and help you create some more consistency in the direction you want to go. Yeah. 
And a coach wants to see you succeed. And that's when the, maybe the downfalls of picking a friend or a spouse, and they may not do it intentionally, but sometimes just so they don't have to live such a high standard. Um, right. There's a little bit of that sabotaging going on because, you know, it's tough and it's tough to have to hold each other accountable to that. But if you have a coach to that, as long as you remember the coach is there to help you reach your goals, that that can be really powerful. Some people use their coach as like, they put all the thinking on the coach and they don't right. take any responsibility right. for themselves. But, mm. but I think that's um, important too. Do you feel like there are constructive ways to approach like fitness and health and wellness as we age? You know, we talked about it being a lifestyle situation, but are there other things like, do we need to look at our approach maybe a little bit differently as we age? Sure. I mean, you know, we all know that we ate in our 20s. We can't eat now and still look and feel the same. So, you know, so I think we do need to really be mindful. And, you know, again, adding whole foods, you know, the Fab Four that I shared earlier, you know, the things that don't have to have a label on them because you know what it is by looking at it. That's always going to be a healthier, you know, way to go. Whereas, you know, back in college, you might have run through the drive through or, you know, just pop something in the microwave and that type of thing. When it comes to fitness and exercise, you know, one of the things we see as we age is muscle tone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they say after 30, you start losing a certain percentage of muscle, you know, uh, every year. And so just, starting to add more of that in, not necessarily to bulk up, but just to keep that tone. I always like to say, if I'm in a parade, I want to make sure I don't have a flabby wave. So (laughs) I'm always trying to keep that in mind of like, how's that wave looking these days? Okay. What do I need to do to, you know, kind of get some of that in? I love like HIIT workouts for that. Um, The Mm -hmm. high intensity interval training. You could do those at, at home. Like yesterday, I only had a few minutes. So I did the seven minute workout, which is a free app. And, you know, it's just a seven minute HIIT workout. And a great way to, to work on that. I think sleep is a huge thing. And I think people don't realize how much sleep affects them, not just in your energy, but it also does have a huge effect on our weight loss and fat storage and just how our body functions. Because when we don't get the seven to nine hours of sleep in total darkness, then you know our body has not had that time to rest, digest, repair, when we're eating, you know, in the evening, let's be honest, nothing healthy goes in our mouth after seven or eight, right? <laughs> we're not craving broccoli at that time. It's the crunchy, the salty, the sweet, you know, so but when we're eating too close to going to bed, what happens too is then that food is not fully digested, goes right straight into fat storage um, mm-hmm. when, when we head to bed. So really being paying attention to those things. Whereas in college, it, I thought nothing of at 10 o'clock, you know, like having a snack because I was still up studying. Now I'm like 10 o'clock, I'm going to bed yeah. <laughs> because, you know, that's what my body needs. So yeah. I think those things you know, happen. And and stress, I think stress is a big thing, you know, whether it's what's going on around us right now, or just life or, you know, just all the things that are on our mind, that has an impact on our overall health and wellness as well, and how our body works. I love that. Well, and I love the idea of shorter workouts when you get older because of stress. I've actually heard that if we do longer workouts, we're putting our body under more stress and sometimes Mm -hmm. we're increasing our cortisol uh, levels and then we're just creating a situation where it's hanging on to the fat and stuff like that. I mean, we're almost like uh, everything we're trying to do by doing longer workouts, we're no, we're going backwards, maybe. Yeah. Yes. And the same thing happens if we skip meals. Like if we're not eating, our body mm-hmm. goes into hibernation because it's trying to protect itself. It's created to survive, right? Yeah. So if we think, oh, okay, then I'm just going to really cut down my calories or I'm just going to, you know, cut out and only eat once a day. Well, then mm-hmm. your body says, I don't know for sure when food is coming again. So I better store some of this away just in case, you know, I need it later. So 
Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about intermittent fasting? We're hearing so much about that now of like Mm -hmm. some of how that can be helpful. Do you think that's different than skipping meals to do that? I I love intermittent fasting. Um, And I think if it's done the right way, it can be super effective. So at the very minimum, I recommend a 12 hour window. You know, you do Mm -hmm. all your eating within 12 hours and then have 12 hours to rest and digest. So ideally eight to eight, seven to seven, what works best. What I do is I will mix it up. And what I do is like on the weekends, I will not have my breakfast until like 11 o'clock and I'll do, you know, so I've just got a little bit longer fasting time. And so I do it that way. I have seen that there are different recommendations based on your age, right? For what that window should look like. So that's something that's easy to Google and you can get a little infographic that shows if you're in your you know, 20s, then this is what they recommend 30s, 40s. So, so I think it is effective, especially that 12 hour window. And then if you want to you know, start gradually increasing that a little bit from time to time. I think that's a good way to kind of mix things up for your body. Yeah. Well, and I've heard it's, it is good to help, especially as you age and you get older, it actually kills off a bunch of the elder cells and something I've heard. I mean, I'm not professional on it, but. Sure. One other thing that I am really a big proponent of is not snacking. Because what happens is our body, and Kelly Levesque talks about this in Body Love, our body needs four to six hours to fully digest food. So what happens if you have, you know, lunch at 12 and then at three o'clock, you're kind of getting munchy. So you're in the pantry, you know, grabbing stuff. It's probably not, you know, the, the veggies again, but now your body has to go back to step one of digestion because there's new food coming in. So guess what happens to that food that was already in your system? It goes into storage. And so intermittent fasting kind of teaches us, you know, I can go, you know, four to six hours in between meals if I've eaten enough at each meal, right? And I'm mm-hmm. drinking enough in between meals. And we start learning what true hunger is, yeah. right? So I think that's one of the benefits of intermittent fasting is, okay, yeah, I can kind of push through this. I guess I wasn't really as hungry as I thought, you know? That's and cool. so then I try to do that in between meals too of just, nope, I'm just drinking water. Um, uh-huh. I put my energy fizz in, <laughs> you know, kind of help in the <laughs> afternoon, but uh, yeah, that can be very effective. Well, and I think too, like sometimes I've had to have a goal, like I have to finish this bottle of water before I can eat anything. Cause I've yes. learned that sometimes when I think I'm hungry, I'm actually thirsty. Exactly. And sometimes just filling your stomach with water is more helpful than maybe your body's telling you, you know, I need some water, but it's coming out across as like, oh, I feel hungry. No, you're not hungry. You're probably. Yes. You're just dehydrated. Yes. You're yes. thirsty. Drink yes. a bottle of water, go do something else. I like to say, if you're still hungry five minutes later, then grab something, right? Yeah. And then kind of maybe think about, here's where the journal can be helpful. What did I have for lunch? Oh gosh, I kind of just threw a couple things together because I was working while I was eating and I probably didn't, okay, now mm-hmm. how can I tweak that, you know, for next time? Yeah, exactly. I love having meals prepared. Like when I'm making breakfast, I'm making all, and so I have something, so I'm not grabbing the unhealthy because I find if I don't have something prepared, I will just reach in and like, okay. Uh, what, uh, what's quick? Yeah, what's, what's quick yeah. and easy. Um, but I mix up already- my morning protein shake the night before and stick okay. it in the fridge and that way it's colder, it's a little bit thicker and I have no excuse in the morning, <laughs> right? It's, <laughs> it's just literally muscle memory. Open the fridge, there it is, onto my day. That's great. Well, tell me, are there like basically three main key points that you or messages that you use while you're consulting people? We kind of went through like sleep, maybe avoiding stress, but do you have any others that you want to add to that? I think really the key is number one, stop. You know, you think about if you're on a road trip, if you just keep driving and you don't have the map out and then you wonder why you didn't get where you wanted to, well, there's a reason for that. So with our wellness, like we just need to sometimes stop and say, where am I right now? Right. Mm -hmm. And then where do I want to be? 
Okay, so you can see where, what's that destination. You know, if you want to get from New York to Los Angeles, okay, I got to know where I'm at right now. I got to know where I want to be. And then now I need to route out a path to get from here to there. Otherwise, you know, and it's very easy. It's very tempting, especially as women, as moms, you know, we just go one day to the next and we're not really fully paying attention to what we're doing or not doing. We think, oh, sure, I'm being healthy. I'm taking care of myself. I'm getting enough sleep. I'm, I'm eating well. But really, are we? And then, you know, you wake up one day and you're like, why am I not where I wanted to be? So I think it's really just that stop. Where am I? Where do I want to be? And now what are the next choices that I can make to start moving in that direction? Yeah. Planning makes a big difference. I was also thinking at the beginning, I talked about how we were never really mentored how to put ourselves as a priority because of what we saw. You know, we had a lot of women around us that were uh, much of the martyr mom that did those things. But we always want to think of that positive attitude as well, because sometimes those women were not happy. Uh, They weren't happy about where they were or what was going on. And that reflected in how they, you know, showed up and met other people. Um, You talked about that I could ask you some topics of of maybe personal growth and mindset and Mm -hmm. kind of keeping that positive attitude. What's your expectations or what is your feeling about those kinds of things as well? I think it's it's where everything starts, right? You know, Mm -hmm. because when you go back to that, we don't need to know more. We don't. We know what we need to do most of the time. Uh, Maybe there are a few things we need to tweak, but really it comes down to what's my mindset? What do I believe about myself? How do I make decisions? How do I respond to, you know, the hiccups in life and the things that come up? You know, so that really comes down to personal growth. And that was, you know, when I started this health coach journey, I was more looking at the healthy products, right? A healthy eating plan, you know, finally a way to, you know, not be frustrated and overwhelmed and, and all that. But I wasn't really prepared for the fact that I was going to grow who I was as a person because I was listening to amazing people. I was doing personal growth. I was reading, doing affirmations and setting goals and working towards that. That really grows who you are. And that's what true change is, right? True change starts up in our mindset and then it starts coming out in our actions. And so if we don't change our thinking and our mindset, we can change our actions for a time but it's not going to last. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to do a whole bunch of work and then have it just, you know, fizzle away because it was all in the wrong direction. Yeah, I love that. Well, and speaking of listening to amazing people, you know, you've mentioned the book Body Love a lot. Are there other educators that you or other people in this area that you kind of collaborate with and, you know, share their work and, um, you know, work together with? Yes. So when it talks about that mindset, I've learned the most from a gal named Elizabeth Benton, and she is the host of Primal Potential, which is a podcast. And Mm -hmm. I'm currently reading her book right now called Chasing Cupcakes. And it's all exactly that change happens starting with our mindset. And um, so I love, absolutely love her things. I love, you know, just learning from other people. I just became an expert with the livinghealthylist.com, which is a free resource for women. Just as I got to network and meet the gal who's the founder of it and the curator, she said, you know, she was looking for health information and tools without it just being a sales page. And she felt like every time she went on the internet to look up something, it was just a sales page. And she said, I need information. I need to know what to do with this. So there are a whole bunch of us who are experts on livinghealthylist.com who are there as a resource and, you know, and, and there to help provide, it could be coaching one-on-one, it could just be general information research, things like that. 
I just also joined a group called Work Life Harmony. You can find that group on Facebook. And again, kind of how do we as women have that balance between what we do professionally and, and our home life and that type of thing. Um, podcasts, you know, like this, I think are amazing. And I personally have just started a firmly planted wellness Facebook live weekly series oh, where cool. I'm interviewing, you know, women who serve women and help them live well in some way, not necessarily health related because, you know, I think it's a whole person thing. Mm-hmm. There's so many other areas of our life. Well, and I think that's uh, what we forget when we get older that, Uh, At least for me, like I used to have it all segregated. I used to have like my emotional health segregated from my physical health segregated from, you know, Mm -hmm. what was going on in my home life. And I think the older that you get, the more you realize like all of that stuff can affect something else that you're doing, you know, and that you have to, you have to learn how all of our diet also affects our mind, which affects our, you know, affects our attitude, which affects. And so I think really that integrative, I love integrative health because of that. Mm-hmm. Because so often we're thinking, well, I'm depressed and we think, okay, well, you know, the, the old Western way was to go, okay, well, then maybe I need an antidepressant or to go to a counselor or something. But I've learned that a lot of it is actually more about nutrition or uh, about my diet or even just stuff that you wouldn't normally think goes with mental health situ- situations. Exactly. Getting out, getting fresh air, yeah. getting yes, exactly. you know, sunshine, moving your body, right? Talking Sleeping to well. wonderful people. Yeah. Yes. And all of our systems work together. So it, it does matter. And if you're neglecting one, it's going to affect the other ones, you know, or if one is hurting, it, it is going to have an impact. Definitely. And that affects your whole home life and all of that too. Right. I'd love to hear what kind of feedback you're receiving, uh, you know, with your coaching and different things like that. The Facebook lives as well. You know, how are you helping other people be more successful? Yes. Well, I think the, the biggest thing is just people realize that they're not stuck, right? I think sometimes we feel like I'm stuck or I'm in a rut. Well, no, you're not, you know, you can choose to Mm -hmm. do something at any time, right? And so, you know, kind of giving people that perspective, sometimes all we can see is what's right in front of us, right? And so it takes having someone who's that outside person, and that's why it's helpful to have it be a coach or a mentor of some sort rather than a family member or a close friend, because they can see that kind of bird's eye view, right, of where we're at, and they can see the blind spots that we're totally missing and speak into that in a different way. And so I think that's a big thing. I think another thing that I hear from a lot of people is, wow, you've helped me to simplify, right? Because we don't need one more thing that's just cluttering up our brain and our time. And, you know, we have enough to do, but yet our health and our body is not something we can ignore because it's not going away. So regardless of how you feel about it, you're going to have to think about it and deal with it the rest of your life. So to have a simplified way of going about that, that's sustainable. I think that's really key. And and I have clients tell me all the time, like, I feel so much better, right? Like, wow, these things do really affect me. Like, I don't want to go back to how I felt before, you know, whether it's with their energy or their weight or their confidence or just who they are. Um, You know, you start feeling that change and you start, you know, kind of going, oh, there is a different, I could have a new normal, right? I think we get stuck in that one place or feel like we're stuck. Well, I love that outside perspective, like you were talking about, because that does make a big difference. You're a person who doesn't have any like emotional junk maybe right, right. mixed up like in when it you want because, to clean out your closet don't do it yourself have somebody come over who uh, literally can be like nah 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 you know exactly. yeah. <laughs> there's no sentimental you know right? to it at all so yes I, I agree with that 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 sometimes you can help people look at something in a perspective with a good mindset or a good frame of reference whereas they have a lot of emotion involved in exactly um, things that they're doing we will return to our show after a word from our sponsors 
For the ultimate in backcountry comfort, check out the high quality gear of Teton Hammock Company. Whether you're going on an overnight trip or a week-long adventure, the ultralight outdoor equipment from the Teton Hammock Company will keep you warm, dry, and sleeping like a baby. Their products are made of top quality materials that outperform all others. Check them out at tetonhammocks.com with an S. That is tetonhammocks.com. Hang with the best. Teton Hammock Company. Now back to the episode. What is something that you have learned that's caused your life to feel more meaningful or it's helped you, you know, lead you closer to that life's mission that we all have? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think the first one is just like I mentioned earlier, there are other women out there who need this, you know, Mm -hmm. who may feel stuck, frustrated, overwhelmed, or just don't even know that this isn't how they were intended to feel. And so it's really, it's, it's making it not about me. And I like to joke because people ask me all the time, how do you say your name? Because it looks like it could be Lisa. And so I say it's Melissa without the M-E because it's not about me. And that's just that reminder to me that, you know, yeah, this is what we've been given. These, these gifts are not just for us. And really that was happening in my thirties. You know, before Mm -hmm. I started all of this, I, I was just what one foot in front of the next, where's the next place I have to show up. And I wasn't being fully present anywhere. I was just getting my body and my kids to that next place. (laughs) Um, Right. And I knew I wasn't using my gifts really to serve other people, you know? And so just thinking about the ripple effect that that has, you know, they often say if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, you know, like oftentimes we're the barometer or thermometer in our home. And so if mom, if the woman is, is taking care of herself and feeling good, that has a ripple effect into her family and then into the people in her community and then to the people she works with or does business with, but you know, it just, it starts spreading out from there. And so I think that's the most exciting part is just to see that ripple effect that has. Yeah. Well, and I love the difference maybe between habitual living versus intentional living. You know, yeah, sometimes it's nice to just, you know, go from one thing to the next mindlessly. But after a while that, like you said, you don't end up showing up anywhere like fully present or available for that person. And, And that's really the difference, I think, that we're going off of just habit of what we've always done to now we're switching it to being intentional about what our goals are and where we want to lead our life and then how that affects other people. You mentioned a lot about how you help other women. Do you ever help men as well? It's not that I can't, um, but (laughs) my focus is on women. I think just because I can relate, you Uh, know, to the different stages, the different responsibilities, the different roles and things like that. And I know like in my home, and I hear this a lot from my clients, oh, my husband wouldn't do this or my kids, you know, and so I say, let's start with you right? Mm -hmm. You make the changes for you. And you know, my family eats differently now than they did seven years ago. There are things that we don't buy anymore and nobody asks about them. And sometimes if they ask, I say, well, you know, the store is a mile down the road. So if you really want that, you know, (laughs) you can go drive there. And most of the time they're not willing to go do that. So it's, it's had that ripple effect. So that's that's, right. That's just what I find is that I think we oftentimes are, are reaching into so many lives and that that's why I focus mostly on the women. Yeah. You know, when you talk about eating those whole foods, I started doing that a lot, just making it for myself. Like I'd cook some chicken or I'd cook some turkey burger or whatever, Mm -hmm. and I would bag it up in different amounts and then I would have it just so it's available and I I don't have to think about it. And I found my kids were starting to dip into that too. Yes, I know. (laughs) They saw the convenience of it and then they're like, okay, this is awesome because I can eat healthy, but yet it's almost like having a microwave meal, you know, type of thing. 
Yes. Yeah. Today I was posting about uh, these little protein balls I make with this protein shake mix. Oh, yeah. And awesome. they used to just be for me, like nobody else touched them. Well, now I like, will go in there and be like, who ate all my stuff? <laughs> but it's a good thing because it means they're making those healthy choices. So yeah. 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 And then it does, it becomes as a mom, you're not just focusing back on you and you're not, you know, it's not that selfish mentality. It does have a ripple effect is basically what I was trying to say. Like you have the power to change your family just by your own actions and then they follow suit. And then it becomes less of a chore of like having to just think about me and they want to do something different. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And I tell people all the time, don't bring it in your home. (laughs) You know, if you don't want to have it and it's not good for them, start just not buying certain things, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's only going to benefit everyone, including your budget, because most of that processed junk food is not cheap. Yeah. Uh, And it does cost us when it comes to our health as well. Yeah. And sometimes my kids will like, why don't we have this? I'm like, I have no idea when it runs out because. You know, right. Because so, I never touch it. So Sorry. I don't it. So yeah. And, but then that makes them think about what they're eating and it makes them be a lot more intentional. I love that right. idea. Right. So, what do you feel like is a habit in your personal life that's been the most helpful to better life and better learning? Always growing, you know, always, <laughs> yeah. just, you know, I think it just kind of comes back. To, I feel like I'm, you know, kind of going back to the same song, second verse, right? coming back and having that intention, journaling, right? Creating a rhythm, Uh right? It doesn't have to be like you said earlier, it doesn't have to be a strict, you know, uh, I don't have any room to move, but a a basic rhythm, like this is kind of how I flow and how life flows. And, you know, so yeah, like you enjoy the weekend with the girls and then you have a rhythm you're coming back to, right? You've got something to to come back to because that's the norm versus making the you know, the everything else, the norm. So I think that's, that's really key. And I think, you know, that accountability piece has really been key for me as well, because it's again, easy to either give ourselves too much credit or give ourselves not enough credit. Uh, so it can go either way. And really the results, I mean, you know, it's not always about a number on a scale, you know, we know how we feel. We know, you know, when uh, something isn't fitting the way that it was before and, you know, those types of things. And we know, okay, I haven't been eating very great and this is how I feel. So Mm-hmm. Just being really mindful of those things is super important. Well, and I love to think about having a rhythm to our life versus that habitual living that I was talking about mm-hmm. before. You know, when we're doing the habitual living, we're not really thinking about what we're doing, but that rhythm to your life, like you're talking about, that is very, it's intentional and stuff, but it does become like, this is who I am now. Yeah, it becomes habitual because it's who you are, but you've changed that habit where it's been more of a planned focus instead of like, you're just going through the motions type of thing. It's a big difference between the two. That's great. Well, and I think mentoring others is a huge help to that too, because when we're mentoring other people, we're staying more true to who we are, or at least our beliefs or our uh, the person that we want to be more so than when we aren't working with other people. That's why I've yeah. kind of moved into that collaboration. Do you feel like there's other things that you've learned from mentoring other people? Oh, for sure. It's interesting because everyone has a unique story, right? Mm-hmm. And yet we all still have the same basic needs make me feel important, right? We all have that invisible sign on our forehead, you know, make <laughs> me feel important. And, uh, and what I love really, you know, and this is where maybe what I do with my clients is a little bit different than just somebody who's going to tell you, eat this, don't eat this. Like, yes, I'll help you with that part. But we start with, you know, what's your goal, but why is that important to you? And then I will ask again, well, why is that important to you? Well, why? I, I like to dig down three, four, five yeah. levels, right? It's not just, I want to lose 20 pounds. Why is that important to you? Well, because my clothes haven't been fitting, it's great. Okay, well, why is that important to you? Well, you know, I really want to, you know, be able to have the, have the energy to go on a walk with my husband and not be huffing and puffing and trying to keep up. Okay, well, why is that important? 
because I really enjoy spending time with him. And so when he's, you know, when he wants to go for a walk, I just, it's not enjoyable anymore. And, you know, and yeah. you know, so just kind of dig down into those deeper layers of what, what's that? Why, what, what, what is yeah. their story? What are their dreams? What are the things they really want and how can them, you know, looking and feeling their best inside and out to make a difference in that, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting. We're all the same and yet we're all different and yet we're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the fact that you constantly are asking questions and trying to, because that's another place I feel like we weren't really mentored very well. Um, you know, we weren't, a lot of us weren't allowed to ask questions or, or questions weren't part of what we saw the adults in our lives doing. But if we can constantly be um, checking ourselves and asking ourselves questions and why are we doing this and what's this for, I feel like our lives are going to be so much more intentional and exactly. so much more purposeful. You know, it's going to feel like it has meaning. I was telling my son the other day that that always growing, when I feel stagnant in my life, that's when I feel like frustrated and I don't feel mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. he acknowledged like that's the same for me like we all have that ability to want to feel like we're making progress in our lives and not just staying stagnant that feels like a personal hell <laughs> right right and really we're probably not staying stagnant we're probably starting to drift a little bit backwards mm -hmm. it may be slowly right but yeah. either you're moving forward or you're going backwards it's just a matter of what pace and what direction definitely for sure well tell me like what are your long-term goals and what's the legacy that you hope that's going to bring speaking of living yeah. a life of intention yeah well it starts you know with my family you know and and just helping them to you know, have, have the health and, and also the confidence in, in who God's made them to be and the things that they're called to do. And then that ripple effect out into, into women's lives. A lot of what I focused on has been just getting women started um, and focusing on a 30 day plan. It's, I call it's called 30 days to healthy living and beyond. Cause it's not just a 30 days. And like we said, and go back to what you were doing. Um, and so I, I do have clients that will kind of do that on repeat, but one of the things I'd like to do is just develop some, you know, some longer plans so, so that, you know, really it comes down to you're making a commitment to yourself, you mm -hmm. know, and we all know that, you know, it, it no longer takes 30 days to break a habit, you know, it's at least 66 days, probably more like 120, yeah. uh, you know, because it really is takes time to create those new patterns in, in, in our life and those new routines. So, so creating a, a longer program that really you know, ask women to commit to themselves. I'm going to commit to myself for a minimum of three months. I'm going to commit to myself for a minimum of six months. I think we want quick fixes, right? Yeah. Um, and so we didn't get where we are overnight and we're not going to get out of where we are overnight either. So <laughs> this is going to take some work and intention and, and move in that, in that direction. I also too, you know, would love to do my own podcast. You know, I'm starting with this Facebook live series and would love to be able to do that just because I feel like there's so many amazing people out there that are doing great things that, you know, are helping to grow other people. And so that's why I love networking. You never know who you're going to meet and why God is going to allow paths to cross and, you know, always wanting to leave those people better than when we found them and yeah. add value. I think that's, yeah. that's really the key is just how can I continue to add, add value and be able to say yes to the things that are most important. You know, I feel like when we're just doing the do, when we're in the habitual living, like you talked about, it's just, what's the next thing I have to do versus what, what do I get to do? What do I yeah. want to do? How do I want to make an impact today? Whose life do I want to touch? Do I have the time, the financial and the personal and health freedom to do those things? Right. That's, that's a legacy because now you're talking about how many lives were, you know, were impacted during our lifetime, Definitely. which is really what's going to matter. 
Yeah. Well, I think those, the long-term programs like you talk about are super important because when we get bored, you know, back to that, we always want to feel like we're growing and we're changing and stuff. And, and there's some things that always need tiny little tweaks in order to keep our enthusiasm for it. I mean, even if it's a goal and it's something that you are passionate about, if we aren't constantly kind of changing and moving it in a little direction, we're going to be less successful. So I love that, that idea. Do you have any final parting words for our listeners? And then give us your contact information. You know, I'd love to cue my listeners into these Facebook live groups that you're doing and seeing if, you know, we grow that community because sure. the community is really important for change too. Yeah. I think I would leave the listeners with just prioritizing your wellness is important, right? Like it's never too late. You can tell yourself all kinds of stories or excuses as to why you haven't, or, you know, what's in the way or those things. It's just really saying, nope, I'm just going to make this a priority starting now and moving forward in that. I think the second thing is not doing it alone, mm-hmm. right? Because I think, you know, again, we have blind spots and we have patterns and things that it oftentimes takes someone else to help us to see and to move out of and don't ever stop. Um, this is, this is something that, you know, we're, Again, with these, the bodies we have, we're going to have to be taking care of them for the rest of our lives. So, yeah, and we can reverse a lot, right? I mean, it doesn't oh, for matter sure. how old we are. I mean, if it we... is never too late. It is yeah. never too late. Of course, I wish I would have, you know, been 20 when I woke up and had this intentional realization instead <laughs> of being 40, but, you know, I wasn't in that place and I wasn't ready for it. And that's okay. You know, so wherever you are, you can start there. And, you know, and just like you said, it's about that growing mindset and just move in that direction that you want to go to. So yes, if people want to, you know, check out the Facebook live interviews, my Facebook page is called Firmly Planted Wellness. And so you can hop over there. I'm doing them every Thursday at noon. Uh, You can always catch the replays and things like that as well. And um, there are great resources that we're sharing in those. Um, I've also got... um, you can find me on, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram as Lissa Figgins. Um, that's uh, Melissa without M-E again. So that's a great place to connect because I always just love sharing information. And then one thing that I have found, I have not met a woman yet or a guy who says they have all the energy they could ever want in life, right? <laughs> we all could always use some more, right? Mm-hmm. So I put together for your listeners a boost your energy guide, a free guide. It has awesome. five energy zapping habits that we may be doing and not realizing it's actually zapping us of energy and then showing you how you can change that to give yourself that energy boost. So that you can find on my website and it's at lissafiggins.com slash boost. So, you know, listeners can go over there and pick that up. And if there's a place that we can drop that link here for them, that would be great. And then I am offering a free prioritize you call to the first seven people who download that, you know, it's just a way to help them. Like we talked about stop, figure out where they are, where they want to be. And then let's talk about what are those simple daily small steps you can start making in that direction. Yeah. And I love counselors like yourself that want to actually put out actual information. Like you said, everybody's building sales funnels anymore and it's a huge marketing ploy, but for you to actually give the information and then the fact that you're like we said, you're an older person yourself, not not I mean you're like me. <laughs> you're, right, right. That's okay. But, that. but that it makes a big difference working with somebody who's been through a little bit of life to understand maybe what is needed. 
I think it's fantastic. Again, we've been chatting with Liza Figgins. We're going to be sure to connect all of the social media and the Facebook page, as well as the Boost Energy Guide that she just talked about. Um, I'm hoping, you know, we get seven people in there that download it first for that free call. That's awesome. Maybe I'll <laughs> see if I can get in on right, that as grab well. One. <laughs> you get a freebie. You'll be my expert on this. Don't worry. <laughs> but thank you so much, Liza, for coming on and talking to us about all of these important issues with wellness and fixing our mindset as well as boosting our energy. I really appreciate it. Well, what a great conversation. You ask great questions. I love your thoughts and how you're just challenging us to think outside of the norm and that's making a difference. So thank you. Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. Music featured in this episode from Scott Holmes. To learn more about our podcast, check us out at theluminousmind.net.